Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the esteemed and debonair and accomplished? No? No, you don't look, that doesn't, okay, not accomplished. Just average, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Summer has come and passed. The innocent can never last. Wake me up, Ben, when September ends. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting a, a Green Day quote. Um, when things uh, get apt. this bad, you start quoting <laughs> Billy Joe. Okay, that's just <laughs> just the way it is. I don't even want to watch the rest of September. Wake me up apt. when it ends. I think you should avoid most of October too. You know, fair, uh, fair. But you know, Billy didn't go that far. So, I, uh, Billy Joe, Joe, I have to maybe wake me up when October ends. Make me up yeah, when the World yeah. Series when, ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I think, I, I'm looking at who, who's currently in the playoff spots in the National League, and I don't want to watch any of those teams even make it to the World Series, which means. One of those, I'm going to be very disappointed when one of those teams makes the World Series. I think the team that I would be least disappointed by is the Mets. Mm. You know, that, um, yeah, that yeah, you bring up a good point because I don't, I don't think I've ever rooted for an American League team in my entire life to win the World Series, uh, and this might be the first. Uh, although in 1986, I, I think I remember I was you know 15 years old. And uh, I went as Halloween as a Mets fan because they had just won the World Series. And uh, um, and so I had a Mets T-shirt and a Mets hat and Mets pennant. And I was totally into the Mets thing because I figured this is the only time they're going to win a World Series. And I was right. Well, yeah, the only time in your lifetime. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You know, I um, yeah, that, and that's why I kind of look at them and I'll be like, OK, I, I might tolerate them making the playoffs. But I just generally don't like it when New York teams make the playoffs. Any team. Oh. Because New Yorkers are insufferable when their teams do well, you know. Correct, correct. Although, you know, Mets fans, they have to deal with Yankee fans. (laughs) I mean, imagine being an A's fan for the last 15 years. Fair, fair. I guess 10 years. I guess it's really 10 years. I guess it's really the 10 years. Or just remember what it was like to be a Giants fan in the late 80s, in early 90s. (laughs) In the early 70s, I guess, before we were alive. Uh... Man, the A's, even still, the A's have had more dynasties than the Giants. Man, it's great to be a Giants fan. Hey, but we had three World Series 10 years ago. Sure. Anyway, I got a question for you. I got okay. a question for you. Oh, of course you do. Um, sleep in pajamas or al fresco? Well, neither. I certainly don't sleep. Al fresco because that's just weird. Uh, but 
I don't have a set of pajamas. I have a few like comfortable shorts and a few like mm. of my like go to sleep in shirts, you know, like the ones that are kind of really soft that I've worn, you know, maybe I got them from like some vendor at some, you know, some re- fair that I went to or something, you know, and, and now they are just a sleep shirt. Uh, so that's generally what I throw on an old pair of shorts and some and a sleep shirt. Yeah. 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 How about, how about you? Please don't tell me. Naked. Uh, <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm fresco about 12 hours a day, you know, just wander around. It's really awkward in the morning in the kitchen when the kids are getting ready to go to school. And oh, I'm, man. And I'm frying my eggs. But don't worry. Don't worry, folks. I put an apron on when I'm frying. My... No, no, no. I actually do the same thing as you. I, I, I wear I wear a, a shorts or, or, or sweatpants, depending on, on the temperature. Uh, but I like to wear those those t-shirts that I, what do they call them those burn the thread thread burn ones they're uh-huh. made out of like a synthetic and cotton yeah and then they burn the cotton away and then so all you're left with is the synthetic fibers and, and but they're kind of like it like like half the shirt is worn so like they're super thin I really like those as what, my what kind of bougie stuff is that I've never heard of not, that it's not bougie. Who wears Look, shirts where they burn their cotton just to get a soft? Millennials, feel? millennials do, Matthew. Millennials do. <laughs> okay. Okay. And right. I like millennial stuff. Screw it. You know what? I mean, you don't know the all kinds of products and brands that I have with one word names, right? In my house, in soft pastel colors. So many. So many. So many. I mean, I've got I've got overpriced slippers called from a company called Brunch. My 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 luggage is from a company called Away. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, maybe these t-shirts are from a company called Burn. I, I don't know. They're just nice, Matthew. All right. All right. All right. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not here to judge unless you were naked. Good. Yeah. <laughs> then you definitely would yeah. judge. It, it's, it would be, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a horrific sight. That, that reminds me of one of my, uh, just a real quick story. Uh, one of my first, uh, when I, I worked for the YMCA and uh, one of my first <clears throat> month of working for this organization, like 20 years ago, I went to a retreat and uh, and I was partnered up in a hotel with somebody that I didn't know from another YMCA and everything was fine, seemed like a good guy and all that until it went time to go to bed and the dude just walks out naked and says, well, I sleep naked and he gets in his bed like naked. And I'm like literally like five feet from him. And, and you didn't uh, sleep at all that night, right? Nope. Not one drop. And- no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then whenever well, I saw that guy for the rest of my like, you know, time there, it was just like, yeah, all I could think of was like the dude sleeps naked. That's that's just all all that went through my head. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, today is Wednesday, August 31st, as we record this podcast. And did you know today is the 38th? anniversary of Mike Kruko's one and only career save. He faced one batter forcing Sixto Lescano to ground out to end the game. So uh, congratulations. Happy anniversary, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Kuyper's got Uh, one home run. Mike Kruko's got one save. One save. There you go. There you go. Um, Let's see here. What happened? What happened this past week? Oh, yeah. The Giants. No, that didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It didn't happen six times. <laughs> it, it didn't happen six times, uh, three times against the Twins in Minnesota, and then three times against the Padres here in San Francisco. Uh, no matter how much we try to delay the inevitable, uh, 
Um, so yeah, the Giants were swept by both the Twins and the Padres. Um, I think I made a deal with all you optimists out there last week um, that if the Giants um, did not sweep the Padres, <laughs> that we would all agree that the season was over. We'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show, so don't you worry about it. For those of you who took our advice and didn't watch any games and just listened to our show to find out how the Giants did, I'm sorry that I just broke it on you so bluntly. But yeah, it wasn't a good week. But you know, I think you kind of knew that. You knew it wasn't that in a good week. No, the games were so bad that I started like Googling like Kruko and Kipe trivia. You know, uh, in the middle of games, because I was just like, all right, this sucks. And, you know, you, you get down by four runs, you know, the game's over, right? I mean, there's just no way the Giants are scoring enough runs to come back from a three or four run deficit. So I started I started Googling Kruk and Kipe. So, you know, that's where, you know, Kruko's only one career save, you know, that came, you know, after we were down four to nothing early in one of the games, you know, I just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta entertain yourself any way you can. You know, the Giants aren't providing that entertainment. No, I mean, in fact, last week, uh, um, Fleming was was teaching John Miller how to play Wordle in the middle of the baseball game. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't tell you how bad things are. Nothing will. And it was probably the highlight of the second half of the season for the Giants was was Dave Fleming teaching John Miller how to play Wordle. Yeah. Close second was the umpire dropping the S bomb on uh, uh, on live television uh, yesterday. <laughs> that was that was a, that was a highlight. Yes. Yeah. I yes. mean, I, I was entertained for like a half a second, and then wasn't after that. You know? <laughs> you know, Twitter was entertaining me with all their retweets of the guy saying "ooh," shit. and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny. <sighs> you know what's not funny though? What's not funny? Oh, and six. I just no, <laughs> nothing, nothing funny about that. It's not funny. I mean, you know what's funny? I, interesting, but not funny. Haha. What? Mike Kruko in 1987 led the okay. National League West with 17 no decisions. <laughs> that is the most okay. by a Giants pitcher since 1908. 17, 17 no decisions. Okay, that is. Okay, I was about to say something really just just telling right there. I was going to say that's mildly interesting. That's not interesting at all. <laughs> it's crooked kite. You got to dig deep, Ben. Okay, you got to dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's not interesting at all. Oh my god. Oh, maybe, maybe you know, your drink uh, will be what's interesting. Maybe yeah, Bob. Bob, come on, say, Bob, ask me the question. What are you drinking, Ben? Oh, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Uh, this week, Bob, I am drinking a cocktail known as the painkiller. Oh, and, very apropos. Um, you know, I chose it because we've been watching this train wreck of a season happen. And and when that name popped up, right, you know, Matthew and I, you've been talking about how I want to get into rum and I want to get into tiki. And we were talking about ingredients that I had. And, and we, we, we were like, hey, you know, you pointed out I could make the painkiller. And I was like, great, I'm going to do that. Because also it's very appropriate for how things are going. I decided to make this cocktail last week before they went O and 6. <laughs> and put just like a whoopee cushion, sad trombone... Um, I don't know, death rattle of a six game 
uh, streak together to just make the painkiller the perfect kind of cocktail. Well, that is until we get to yours, I guess. Uh, so anyway, that's what I'm drinking. And folks, as you all know, I always like to double fist. Um, I, I got to admit, I, I've already consumed the entire first one. Um, Matthew and I went a little long on our pregame show because we literally had no idea what we were going to talk about today. I mean, we don't know what we're going to talk about for the rest of the season, folks. It is it is bad. It is bad. But anyway, so I've already consumed one of these. I'm on to the second one. But what is it? It is two ounces of white rum, two ounces of pineapple juice, one ounce of orange juice, and then one ounce of cream of coconut. Now, I want to stress this is cream of coconut, not coconut cream. I have said this in the past. These are two different ingredients, and they are very different. Cream of coconut is is the sweeter one. It has, like, added sweetener in it. And um, comes in a little white squeeze like bottle. A, yeah, it's, and it's like a thicker, like, it's like a thick syrup. Um, and, uh, so that's, that's the one that you want for this cocktail. You put all of those together into a shaker, you shake it with ice, uh, and then you double strain that over ice into a hurricane glass. If you have such glasses, if you don't, it's perfectly okay to use a a Collins glass or a highball. Uh, I'm using a highball in my particular case, Matthew, in case you're wondering, Got it. And uh, and then you garnish that with a little bit of uh, ground um, uh, nutmeg. Uh, and then you can add a pineapple slice or some mint or an orange slice or whatever you you want, um, whatever floats your boat. But um, uh, and it ends up making a very. Um, uh, well, it's like a quintessential tropical drink. It's kind of like a light pina colada. And by light, I mean not in the alcohol, but in the coconut flavor. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's got a hint of coconut. Um, it's not it's not coconut is not the dominant flavor here. It's really the pineapple juice. Um, and uh, I actually I did. Like I said, I made two and uh, I made one with orange juice and I made the other with with mango juice because mango juice is actually a, a bit of a brighter orange. Um, and uh, the flavors really come out very similar. I, I think I prefer the mango one just a little bit better. But um, but they're Probably. both very Probably what? Probably less acidic, I would imagine, with the uh, mango, a little, a little more smooth. Yeah, I mean, sweet. yeah, I mean, I, I think once you shake it with ice and all that sort of stuff, you don't really notice that. But I think I just like the mango flavor. Mm. Um, and uh, it, these are very, very drinkable. You know what? I don't taste a lot of the booze. Is the rum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not like there is definitely two ounces of rum in these boys, and uh, you wouldn't notice. So you can you can slam these down. This is a very um, a a fast drinking uh, cocktail, uh, ideal for for tropical settings, summer days, late summer days. A perfect a perfect uh, cocktail for fire season, which is which is just beginning. Yes, don't remind me. Um, so that's my cocktail. All right. The well, painkiller. And, and yeah, it looks like you're down to, you've gone I'm through. down a, to half now. I, yeah, I've, I've gone, gone through, through one, and, one half. and a half in uh, less than 10 minutes it's here. Gonna, so. It's going to be a banger, folks. It's going to be a banger. <laughs> All right, Bob, hit me up. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, before I tell you that, Bob, I think it's important to acknowledge that Dwayne Kuyper holds the record for most bases loaded triples in one game. 
Wow. Two. With two. Two, tri- uh, two bases late. La- he was the last to do it in 1978. He actually holds the record with two other players. Uh, but so you're telling me loaded- that's only happened three times? Three times in Major League history. Base- two bases loaded triples in one game. Yeah. One guy has hit two grand slams in one inning, but there's only <laughs> been three triples with the bases loaded. Triples are harder harder to hit. I mean, th- 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 two, two triples with the bases loaded in a game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but my... my- my cocktail is a nod to my favorite bar and restaurant. Uh, shout out to Bird and the Bottle in Santa Rosa. And I think I mentioned them last week. Uh, they have uh, really great uh, specialty cocktails um, that they, they, you know, they switch them out quarterly. And this one uh, it happens to be on their current menu. It's called the Palomino. And this is my version because I have no idea what their, you know, how they made it or what they put, you know, what their ratios were and all that. So I played around with it a little bit and uh, I'm pretty happy with the way this this turned out. But it's got uh, an ounce and a half of tequila. And I went with Reposado. I know for a fact that they used the Blanco tequila because I asked them. But it's my cocktail at home. I'm going with a little bit nicer tequila. I'm going with the Reposado. Uh, they used an ounce of homemade horchata. Uh, I'm not making my own horchata, so I just bought it from the store. Kearns, I think, is the one that I grabbed because that's what they had. Uh, I I could definitely tell the difference between you know theirs and mine because they obviously had a little TLC in their horchata, and uh, it definitely, uh, it definitely you know made a difference in their cocktail. Uh, but I was happy. I was happy with this one. So ounce and a half of tequila, ounce of horchata, three quarters of an ounce of Mister Black coffee liqueur. Now, I suppose you could use uh, Kahlua, uh, but Mr. Black's, if you have not had that and you're a fan of coffee uh, coffee liqueurs, Mr. Black's is an excellent coffee liqueur. It's it's just sweet enough, uh, but also really keeps the coffee flavor. Uh, I, really, I really like it. And so that's in there. Half an ounce of actual coffee. And what I did is I just took what was in the pot left over from this morning and just poured a little you know, half an ounce in there. Two dashes of the Aztec Chocolate Bitters by Fee Brothers. Excellent bitters, by the way. Uh, pairs very well with lots of tequila drinks. And then a little splash of cocoa powder, a little, little sifting of cocoa powder over the top. Uh, you, but before you, so you put all those ingredients, except the cocoa powder together, put it in an ice shaker, shake it up till it's cold, uh, and then double strain it into a coupe's glass, a coupe glass, and uh, there you have it. Sprinkle a little cocoa powder on it, and it's a really nice... Uh, gentle cocktail with the tequila and the coffee blending together and the sweetness in the horchata, uh, really, really uh, complimenting it. And it's a really tasty cocktail. So cheers, Ben. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. It is, Bob. It really is. I agree, Bob. I agree. Uh, For those of you who don't know, horchata is like a, well, horchata is like, you know, you're going to get a different recipe depending on on which which abuelita you ask um to 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 provide you her recipe uh but it's basically like a milk based it's actually or, rice, or rice based rice based milk. yeah yeah uh, yeah milk kind yeah, so of, you have all uh, those yeah you have the soy milks and the oat milks and all that going on now horchata was there before any of that crap okay i mean we you know, our abuelitas have been making horchata for a long time and yeah. usually got like cinnamon the, and and yeah. um and and sweetener for sure sugar in there and uh, makes it really nice and tasty yeah 
evaporated milk is a common uh, ingredient and it's like yeah it's like a treat for kids you know it's like a it's a sweet chilled drink that you would drink uh during the hot days um yeah well that sounds that sounds very adventurous and and uh you know i i'm glad you you use the uh the reposado um because you know if you're gonna make a cocktail you might as well make a good cocktail Exactly, exactly. And I will say the first time I used it, I wasn't paying attention and I actually did the Añejo. And uh, that, was, that was a little little more than I wanted to, you know, I mean, the Añejo is the good stuff and I'd rather just... Yeah, I was going to say, say that's that. a waste of Añejo. It it's is, like, it is, know, when you're mixing yeah. with horchata. So I just, you know, but the Reposado is, uh, it was, was, was it's great. It's a good compromise. Uh, it yeah. was. And, and, you know, what's fun about this particular, what was fun about it for me was when I go to these, you know, cocktail you know, when I go get a specialty cocktail from someone, uh, nine times out of ten, I can't make it at home. I can't even attempt to make it because they've made some kind of like unique shrub or, you know, drinking vinegars or whatever in there that I just couldn't replicate. But this one, I was like, oh, I could totally play around with that. And uh, so that's been fun. Been fun to kind of play around with it. I will say that it does have a little caffeine kick to it. So um, probably not the best for a late night uh, cordial if you're sensitive to caffeine because uh, it will keep you up. Uh, and you know, nowadays you just want to drown your sorrows and and then pass out. This is probably not the best. Uh... That's, that's true. You know what? You know what else also keeps you up? The giants stressing up. Yeah, stressing about the giants. Waiting, waiting for the giants to to turn in the season around keeps you up at night, right? Trying to figure out why they're so bad, you know. Trying to understand how a team that won 107 games is now um, seven games under 500 with a month to play in the following season. These are the things that will keep you up at night as a Giants fan. And you know what, Matthew? I have a solution for that problem. Oh, tell me. It's time to stop caring. It's time to let go. But, but it's the Giants. It's over. Yes, yes, it's the Giants. And in the words of old Chicago Cubs fans, Matthew, I will tell you, wait till next year. Because the 2022 Giants, Matthew, they're dead. They're gone. There is no hope. Everybody knows this. Okay? Everybody knows this. The people that don't know it are either paid by the San Francisco Giants or named Maria. And let's face it, even Maria knows, but she's got to write what she's got to write, right? She's got to write their slim playoff hopes, you know. She needs a paycheck, Ben, all right? She's got to get paid. She needs to do what she needs to do, and I get it. I get it. She's got a family to feed, Ben, all right? When she's she's writing the company paper, you know, you got to do the thing. So even she knows it, right? And why, why, why does that matter? Well, what it means is you can let it go. Giants fans, you can let it go. The angst, the all of that stuff is born of this this maddening hope 
that this team will somehow put it all together and and make some sort of miraculous charge into the playoffs. And I have been trying to to open people's eyes for for months now that this team is just bad. Well, I don't I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that now. This is the fourth best team in the National League West. As we record this podcast, they are half a game behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. The only teams that finish behind the Diamondbacks are bad teams. This is a bad team. Bad teams don't make the playoffs. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't be angry you know, when, 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 when our friends, when bad things happen to our friends, we get angry, right? And, you know, it, 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 but what I am saying is that it's time for us to accept that and move on and, and just allow September to happen, allow October to happen. Yes, I know. I know so many of you want Gabe Kapler fired. So many of you want uh, Farhan Zaidi fired. I know so many of you want the head of player development fired. Uh, me too, at least for one of those dudes. But, you know, there will be time for those fights and arguments later. And I will tell you this, Kapler and Zaidi ain't going to be fired. We're going to have to deal with another season of, of, of figuring out whether or not these guys know what they're doing. At least one more season. But it's time to let this season go. That's what I'm saying. It's time to let this season go. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse can you, me. Can you, can you do that? I know. You're, it's, you cho- you're, I'm, I'm choking you know. on, uh, on, on this season is how bad it's been. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and it is a bad season, isn't it? It is. I it's mean, a bad season. It's been bad in a lot of ways. I mean, there's, I mean, obviously expectations have not been met from a team win perspective. It's hard to even like look at like any individual accomplishments that have been really exciting. I mean, I, you know, there's just, you know, unlike, you know, in 1986 when Kruko recorded his only his 20, his only 20 win season and finished third in the Cy Young Award win voting to Mike Scott and Fernando Valenzuela. There hasn't been any of that. Folks, you can tell that Matthew has a hard time confronting difficult situations. I use humor <laughs> to, uh, to to bridge to yeah, bridge my, yeah. my sorrow, you know, to to, 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 to mask, mask the, the pain. pain. Exactly. I use I use alcohol. You use humor. One of those is probably healthier than the other. Oh, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't feel good to say that the season's over when there's more than thirty games left. Uh, but you know, at some point we got to look reality in the face and. Uh, you know, I heard recently another podcaster talk about how, you know, you know, conceding that it was ninety nine percent chance that this was done, right? But there was a one percent chance. I mean, he's a numbers guy. He's a numbers this guy. This is what I'm, and this is like, what I'm and saying. So with one, that one time in a hundred could happen, and and then that's where everybody grabs on to that one percent. But effort, that one percent is not happening. All right, it's not. 
and and it would be one thing if the team had shown any ability to score runs, prevent runs, uh, stop balls in the air, you know, any of those combination of things, you know, might lead you to believe that things are are heading in the right direction. But we're 0-6 in our last game, and we can't catch the ball. We can't, we can't prevent runs, and we can't score runs. And so that kind of, that combination is not good when it comes no. to winning games. No, it's not good. It's not good. And and I will say this. I mean, like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be angry. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be worried about 2023 and beyond. We absolutely should be. And I think that's that's what we should be focusing on, quite frankly, as fans. Like, we already know that this season is a failure. But we really should be taking the team leadership and ownership to task on the state of this team right now. It's because it's not just about this season. And I want to make that clear because I, I, I'm a little bit worried that in a lot of ways, people are going to start blaming 2021 for 2022, right? We won 107 games. So of course we wanted to bring the band back together. Like, why wouldn't you? Um, which Pretty kind of sure I said that last week, dude. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> and and right. Paulon said that right. as much with in his, well, uh, in his interview with Tim Kawakami. And it's not wrong, but it ignores the problem, right? It ignores the problem. What you're doing is you're explaining why things went bad, but what you're not doing is you're not saying, here's how we're going to fix it going forward. Well, that's right? true. That's true. And and so that's what we need to be focusing on, right? What I'm saying is, is that like the sooner that we accept this season is over, the more that we can start focusing on fixing what's broken. And there are a lot of things that are broken because I want to point out like a couple of things. The whole point of this portion of Farhan Zaidi's reign is supposed to be a competitive team that's interesting and compelling while the rebuild is uh, ongoing. And we definitely got that last year. We got that in spades. We got way more than we expected. And then a lot of this season has been us comparing this team to that team. And obviously this team and that team are just don't compare. And, and we've been upset about this 500 team that has been on the cusp of the wild card because it's been so much worse than the 2021 version. But here's the problem. This team has gotten worse and worse and is now just plain old bad. They're not bad relative to 2021. They're just bad. They're just bad. This is not an acceptable performance. This is not what we were promised, regardless of what happened in 2021. Right? Well, this yeah. kind of output is unacceptable. And you only have to go back four years to 2019, which isn't that the year that they let go of everybody because it was so bad? <laughs> yes. And yes. and uh, and we had you know right now we have a 477 win loss percentage you know winning percentage 477 uh, and we ended 2019 with a 475 winning percentage you know so we're almost identical to 2019 uh, so if you look at that way we haven't we haven't made any progress in four no. years this team's going to continue to get its butt kicked for the rest of September by the Dodgers and the Padres. And, and in 2023, uh, let's be honest, because we've had the head of baseball operations go on and say, yeah, our minor league system isn't ready for next year. 
And so, yes. you know, it's not going to be any better. Everyone's going to be pissed off next year. I'm going to be doing double drinks, you know, the whole the whole season. Uh, and right. and and so right. there's there's well, n- but so we're at least a year away. So Farhan and the Giants have some work to do to at least be compelling and have fun and to be interesting because right now we don't have any of that. Our best Agreed. pitchers, our best pitcher is going to opt out after this season and go make bank somewhere else, probably, uh, unless the Giants open up their pocketbook and say, "Hey, stay." Correct, correct. I mean, and this is this is what I'm saying. Like, we have to stop talking about the 2021 Giants. Sorry, 2022 Giants, so we can start talking about the 2023 Giants, and right. quite frankly, the 2024 and 2025 Giants, because I'm not sure that they're looking very good either. The you know, like I, and I understand, like you know, Kapler and coaching staff and the players, right? They they got to finish the season, right? They got to do mm-hmm. what they got to do, but the front office, right? I mean, you know, the the ownership, the marketing team, they should all be having clear conversations with us as the fans, as to like we agree this is unacceptable. And we're going to make it better. This is one of the best organizations in baseball in terms of fan support and revenue. This is unacceptable. Yeah. I heard the marketing team is going to bring back crazy crap. (laughs) Because it'll pull the attention away from Kapler and Zaidi and everybody will hate crazy crap all over again. That's a really bad sign. That is a really (laughs) bad sign because crazy crap was invented to be hated. So that they would hate somebody other than the people running the organization. And he was he was invented to be dis- disdained, and it worked. And it worked. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; it worked. It's you know, it's one of the great advertising inventions of all time. But uh, you know, I, I it's it's time to start worrying about next year, and it's time for the Giants organizations to start ta- start talking to the fans about next year and 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 making some promises. Right. Right. Um, And and I know they're just promises, but I want to start hearing the right kind of things coming out of the organization. Uh, And I quite frankly, I don't need to hear it from Kapler, you know, like whatever. He's the least of my concerns right now. Like, you know, I get it. A lot of fans out there don't like Kapler. I'm not his biggest fan either. Right. I still don't think he's the best at X's and O's. I think he did not know how to manage his a team that was not performing at, you know, peak efficiency. And so I think he leaves a lot to be desired, but he is the least of our problems right now. Well, right. I mean, he's got trouble with the X's and O's, but the real problem is the X's and the O's. I mean, you know, the, those we we don't have very many good X's and O's. And, that's right. Uh, that's right. It's you know, and that's clear, right? And right, right. <sighs> when you know Mike Ford and Vossler and Padlo and Papirski and. Krasan and Fairchild and oh god, keep going, Ben. Keep oh going. man, yeah, you're, um, I'm impressed. Uh, uh, nap. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Mercedes. Okay. I mean, I know we like him. I know we like him, but still. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, so you, many, so many names, so many, so many names, so many forgettable names, and I'm yeah, half of them I'm are like wow. Seattle Mariners. You know, it was, uh, it's been an interesting year, and yeah, 
And well, and and, and I guess even the trade deadline, right? I mean, the trade deadline was disappointing. Uh, I think you can blame the front office for not doing something there. At least like, like we don't even like like with Peterson and 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 then Rodon, uh, they had a total opportunity to at least get something uh, and did not. And unlike in the early '80s when the Giants traded Joe Morgan and Al Holland for a young Mike Kruko. Joe Morgan was traded for Mike Kruko? Yes. I did not know that. And it was actually a good trade for the Phillies because they went on and won their division that year uh, with Morgan and Al Holland playing a, a pivotal role. Wow. Oh, no, 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 no. See? It works, nice. man. It just totally distracts you from the pain. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. But I but I had a good thought. You know who I blame for for the front office totally screwing up uh the uh the trade deadline? Because they did. They totally screwed that up. You should have either bought or sold. You should have done something. Something. You know, you know, like um it, it's uh what 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 do they say? You know, what what's that what's that saying? poop or get off the toilet I was just gonna say or get off the pot i mean that was what was actually coming you and i are definitely brothers yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. they just sat there yeah they just sat there on that toilet seat too long you know the point where yeah. their legs are starting to fall asleep well i you know risking, that reminds me of a, of a, of a hemorrhoids i started off with some billy joe armstrong you know on this podcast but it reminds me of some great poetry that i once read on the bathroom stall here i sit brokenhearted came to poop but only farted you know, and I feel like that's kind of what we did at the trade deadline. You know, we just farted. I mean, Darren Ruff was just a fart. And, I was really uh, worried you were going to tell me another uh, hotel story there. I'm not sure. Either. I'm not sure which one would have been better or worse. <laughs> that reminds me. Of that I got anecdotes galore. You know, I can. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I, I was going to blame Josh Hader <laughs> for giving us hope. Was... Yeah. Yeah, I'm at, remember, we were at that game. We were at that game, man. It was the best feeling ever, right? But turns out Josh Hader just decided that was the day that he was going to end his career. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it was just, it was coincidental. Here we are thinking, oh, yeah, the Giants have finally showed up. Here they are. They're going to pick themselves off the mat. They're going to have the second half run for the ages. It's going to be 2021 all over again. Right. We were so excited and everybody was like, yeah, we even called that. We called that episode game of the year. And, it, you know, it, it was the game of the year. Mm. But, you know, we were hoping that it was going to be this the momentum. S- yes. A stepping stone to other great things. Turns out Josh Hader just sucks. Except he got the and, save today against us. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Mike Kruko got a save. <laughs> That's right. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I got. 38 years ago today, apparently. Darren Ruff's thrown two scoreless innings, you know, uh, earlier this year. That's true. That's exactly. Darren Ruff threw threw two scoreless innings this year when facing only seven batters. So it's not like like, uh, questionable pitchers can't have a good day. Um, my, My point is, is that like... Yeah, that was absolutely a screw up, and and they 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 let the they let the magic fool them. But that's what also gives me really concer- pause and strong concern because it really tells me these guys have no idea what they're doing. They're no smarter than we are. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that is scary because you and me were pretty dumb. <laughs> And like we we are not professional baseball dudes. We're professionals. 
we're probably pretty good at our jobs. I mean, maybe. I like to think like, so. We still have jobs, which is yeah. a good sign. That's a good sign, right? Strong yeah, sign. Keeping me around for a while. So I feel like that's good. And so, yeah. you know, like the, the, the fact that they let themselves get fooled into not doing anything really tells me that 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 they were just sitting there with their fingers crossed being like, I don't know what's going to happen. And they didn't. And boy, they did the worst possible thing. They neither pooped nor got off the pot. Yeah, and clearly the way we played, I don't think anybody now, brought in at the trade deadline was going to move the needle. So clearly they should have gotten off the pot and right. uh, and just called and, it a day. And, and and now we're all brokenhearted. That's right. Exactly. Right. Shout out to that unknown artist. <laughs> Greatest poetry I've ever read. I, that's the only poem that I remember in my entire life. But that's the one I can I can recite. And, you know, Matthew, like, so here's my thing. This podcast is a fan podcast, right? And 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 what does that mean? Like when when I say we're a fan podcast, what does that mean? It means we don't get paid means, to well, to really talk about giants. Well, it doesn't. It means it doesn't mean we couldn't though. Potential advertisers. If you, <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean we wouldn't take money or even free booze. Especially or, the free booze. I, you know, yeah, that's the part I that mean, would really help me with my wife. You know that that's right. the part. <laughs> would help you with your wife Reap. i don't oh, I'm not, well, nope yeah. leave that one alone leave that just, alone leave that I mean, alone have, just moving have you seen how many move. bottles of booze are in my bar now i mean oh i see she's ha, mad ha, that you're spending so much money on booze Got exactly it. exactly Got so it. a little free booze Got and i could just be like honey it was free yeah so you yeah. know spouses of of mixologists want to be mixologists everywhere <laughs> uh Got it. Uh, the well, see now you ran me off. I was oh, like, I was going gonna, somewhere you... with this. I was going somewhere with this. I think I was going to make a segue into our next segment. What is our next segment? And segue? oh yeah, yeah. No, this is this is it. We're fans, right? It's not our job. Like, folks, we're not here to tell you why the Giants stink, right? We have ideas. We have theories, right? Just like all fans do. And we gripe and moan about them and we tweet about them on Twitter or we gripe about them here on our podcast. But but like we're not going to claim that we know the answer and we're certainly not going to sit here and dig through all of the analytical data and say, I found it. I figured it out. That's not what we do. OK, what we do is we celebrate the good and we complain about the bad. And we do that because it's fun. Right. Because. It's entertaining. This is our entertainment. So, Matthew, we've already agreed this year, not entertaining, no longer fun. So let's let it go. And we've kind of already accepted the fact, or at least you have put that out there, and I agree with you, that next year ain't going to be that much better either. But next year's still going to happen, right? You and I are still going to probably turn on 120 games at least. Right. Yeah. Experience them in some way, probably more than that because of who we are and how much we like this team. So my question for you is, given the state of things, what do you want the Giants to do in the offseason as a fan? I'm not asking you what they have to do to turn into a competitor, although if that's what you compare, care about the most and you think you got the answer, by all means, throw that out there. But but what do you want to see the Giants do? Like, do you want to see better food options at the ballpark? 
do you want free helicopter rides across the bay or, or from 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 wine country in your case? Like, like, oh. what do you want? I'm, I'm thinking that probably won't happen. But, you know, maybe once yeah. in a blue moon, maybe they could do a lottery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I and think you land right in the middle of field. <laughs> <laughs> and you could awesome. screw up the field because who cares? This team sucks anyway. That's it's not right. like it's not like our outfielders are going to be running across the you know the deep parts of the park anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the field anyway, because they can't run that fast. Yeah, no, Triples Alley is wide open. I mean, you could just you could land That's a helicopter right. there That's in right. the middle of the game. Nobody would notice. It's so big. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, uh, that's a good question. Um, let's go. So many things come to mind because as much as you say we don't know, I got ideas. You know, I mean, I, I'm a great armchair GM, you know, and, and, you know, I think you're one for of the, one, you're one of the all-time greats. Let's thanks. Say. Thanks. You're yeah. one of the all-time greats. Thanks. Thanks. Man. Thanks, man. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think they need a roster turnover, uh, in the worst way. I, I don't want to see them bring back maybe other than Webb, um, and, and Bart. And Duvall, anybody else is fair game. I want to see turnover, you know. And and I know that we're loyal to our to our guys, you know, the Brandons and all that. But you know, even the most loyal of us leave eventually, including Dwayne Kuyper, who left the Giants in 1993 to be the Rockies' uh, announcer for their inaugural season. <laughs> True story, folks. <laughs> Dwayne Kuyper. Was an announcer for the Colorado Rockies for one season, yes. the nineteen ninety three season. In fact, the season you... where the Colorado Rockies lost every single game they played to the Atlanta Braves, thereby causing the Atlanta Braves to finish one game ahead of the San Francisco Giants, keeping the Giants out of the playoffs with one hundred and three wins. And this is why we have wild cards today. The Giants and... always change in baseball. That's right, and 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 Kuiper got to call that. Also, if you Google Tony Gwynn's two thousandth career hit. You will hear Dwayne Kuyper on the call uh, on that uh, because it happened against the Rockies. And anyway, so even the best of us leave. He came back. I don't think Belt and and Crawford would come back or should come back. But you get my point. I had to work that in somehow. And and uh, so I, I would like to see a big turnover. I don't want to see La Stella. I don't want to see... I don't even want to see Longoria. I, people keep talking about, oh, he's got this like you know eight million dollar difference in his buyout and all that. I don't want to see him. I, I, you know, he didn't make a difference this year. One year older is he's not going to make a difference next year. Let's bring in, let's have Davis and VR, and you know we've got a couple of hot shots in the minors that could maybe you know crack the lineup halfway through the season. I want to see new guys. I want to see younger guys. I want to see something different than the old you know geriatric unit that we call the Giants rolling out there every day. Uh, and I don't want to see, other than Duvall, I don't want to see any other reliever. I want to see a whole new relief staff. Just wow. clean it out. Like, like just... Wow. Just, because, I mean, we've got some guys in the minors that I think might be ready. Uh, but, you know, but go out and find, you know, relievers that, you know, you've... You, you you seem to be this like pitching gurus, you know. Go out and guru up some relievers because the ones that we have now suck, right, Bob? Our bullpen sucks. 
That's right. See, even Bob knows that our bullpen sucks, and so. Yeah, I don't. Want, that's the big thing. I want to see change. I want to see like, I want to see turnover like a sprinter's legs. I want to see just, I, I want to see just, a, just a turnstile of, of people coming through. I want to see the transaction page look like, like, like uh, the thesaurus. I, I want to see. I just want change. What I don't want is to have the same old team roll out next year. And them say, oh, well, last year was a fluke, and we think that this year they're going to come back and you know all that. I don't want to see any of that. Wow. I mean, I asked for a fan's opinion, and I, I got one. Uh, wow. The entire bullpen. Whatever. Right. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> which one would you keep? Tyler Rogers? Come on. Like, you know, you, yeah. you guys all fooled me into, like, rooting for him, like, halfway through the year. All the analytics guys were like, oh, she gets ground balls and all that. Yeah, which is great, but your team can't catch ground balls, so get rid of him. And yeah. it just, it's, they, it, they he need... doesn't fit your team. You know, I'm sure he'll be great with, like, the Mets or the Phillies or someone, but he's not great with us. And so get rid of him. I, okay, I've got some, I, I got some players to run by you, though. Okay. Real quick, real quick. Just a quick check-in. Okay. What about Dixon Machado? Would you like to see him come back? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no. Donovan Walton? No. Huh? Huh? No. Huh? Uh, those are the two. Those are the Okay, you know what? You know what Donovan Walton Those are the two me? I this forgot. Is, so uh, Donovan Walton was, right. was decent. Yeah. You know what that reminds me though is back in the day in American Idol. So the winner of American Idol or at least the finalists for a long time were these like good-looking young white guys that played guitar, right? And so the the joke became white guy with guitar, right? It was WGWG. And, uh, you know, it was who was going to win American Idol, right? And I feel like the Giants have their version of that. You know, they're like Vossler, Krizan, Walton, dude, just all morphed together. It's the same guy. So don't try and tell me that it's somebody else. I'm sure it's just they put on a different uniform, slap a beard on the dude, and send him back up to the majors because it's the same guy every time. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, my opinion. <laughs> Did you know, Matthew, that Mike Kruko still holds the Cal Poly school record for lowest career ERA? I did know that because I'm the one that wrote it down. Yes, 1.94, which is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, that is that is pretty good. Did um, you know that Von Brown's thighs are so so big that he can't fit traditional baseball pants over them? I, I did I I did know that because I read that article too. <laughs> did you know that the Giants' number four prospect, Grant McRae? His dad is the one who, if any baseball fan has ever seen this iconic footage of a minor league baseball player chasing a a fly ball and running right through the outfield fence, and the fence goes flying and he runs right through, that was Grant McRae's dad. Wow, I did not not know that. Wow. Pretty pretty impressive. I mean, you could just be like, your dad's the guy who ran through the wall, and he'd just be like, yeah. Everybody knows who he's talking about. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, I I want my turn. I want want to go. Okay, yes, all right. Well, that's fair. All right. What would you do? What would as I a do? fan, if as you were fan. in charge for next year, uh, well, number one, I would, I would, I would actually make the park experience better and different. But Be- better cocktails on the club level. Yes, like better cocktails, like 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 maybe a like a I don't know. You know how they got that? They they've got that that area for rich people. Yes. Oh, you know? that 
the, yeah, the, the club out in the the outfield walls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I want something like that, but not for rich people. You know, for okay. like the rest of us plebes that mm-hmm. that maybe has some like not all you can eat food, but like some good cocktails, like some good cocktails. Like, and you know what? You can make good cocktails ahead of time and put them into like a barrel or 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 a mm-hmm. keg or something like that. You can actually pre-make good stuff. What I'm thinking is is like a little like kind of like cocktail setting like that where they're serving something out of, uh, you know, and I not slushies. God damn it. <laughs> not slushies. <laughs> A nice whiskey sour or, yeah, or, know, or, or an old-fashioned even? Like, you yeah. Know, like, you know, something with an oleosaccharum in it maybe? Oh, like, you know, okay. Like, a, like a nice punch, yeah. you know, but no slushies. <laughs> okay. And and so so th- that, that would be cool. Um, maybe some, like, new, like, you know, like, I don't know, you know, like, dress the cheerleaders up in some kind of new kind of costumes or something. They could all be little crabs. Yes. Right. And then on Sundays, have little baby crabs come out and you got a bunch of like like eight and five year like five to eight year olds all dressed up as little crabs. Like just jazz it up, folks, because this team is bad. We're going to need some other forms of entertainment, you know, baby races on the outfield. There you go. Baby races. Yeah. With whips. Okay, maybe, maybe, okay, no whips, no whips, no whips, no whips. No whips. No whips. That's all right. All right. I, I mean, finished that's my an second. Co- I finished yeah, my. That's, I finished, that's, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! I finished my. Well, well, he is trying to force a move, isn't he? He wants zero fans to show up, so he he'll do anything to get no fans to show up. We're torturing babies this week, folks, because we want zero fans so I can move to Las Vegas. Uh, 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 no. So yeah, like let. I mean, I, I really like. I think you're gonna need. To really spend some money on the park experience because this team's going to stink for a while. It's clear. Um, so let's do that. Let's refresh the ballpark experience and let's put some money into advertising to let people know that we did that. Right? Yeah. So let's yeah. come up with a, 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 a tagline that's a little bit original and a little bit better than Game Up. Because yeah, I, yeah. I don't know who phoned that thing in, but that's... Well, that's, a, that's a Gabe Kaplerism, I think, that they stole. Okay, Gabe doesn't get to decide that anymore, okay? No. Okay, he's not the manager of the year anymore, okay? He's not winning that award this year, so let's not him de- let him decide what the tagline is. Uh, I don't know that we should ever let baseball people choose what that is. Game up? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, on uh, Twitter, I don't think I used that that tag once this year. Game up. it just seems uh, so weird. Yeah. Anyway, so let's make that experience a little bit better. That's my first request. My second request is... I like what we're doing with the starting rotation. I think that's the one thing that we've proven works. So, yeah, let's do more of that. But if we're going to not let our starters throw more than 90 pitches a game or get into that third thing through the rotation, first of all, I would say stop that. Gabe Kapler, you have to use your eyes and decide on a game-by-game basis how far a starter goes in the game. The default might be not let him throw more than 90 and go the third time through the lineup. But sometimes you're going to have to let him because your bullpen cannot throw that many innings. So you're going to have to change that strategy a little bit. But all that being said, I like what we've been doing with the starting pitching. I think it's the one thing that has been proven over the last few years is working. And uh, I I like what we're doing. I'd like to see them pitch a little bit deeper into games. A little bit deeper. But. That means that if you're going to do that with your starting pitchers and you're going to rely on things like bad contact and not so much striking people out, 
uh, you need a couple of things. You need better defense or you need more strikeouts from your pitchers and you have a bullpen that can't strike people out and you have a defense that can't catch the ball and those two things don't go together. They don't go together. If you want bad defense, you need more strikeouts. If you want to have not a lot of strikeouts, because maybe those pitchers are cheaper, then you need good defenders. And you know what? Good defenders are cheap, too. Go get me some fast defenders, right, who can't hit. Because you know what? Our guys can't hit anyway. So what you have this year is a bunch of slow uh, sluggers who can't slug and are playing out of position. Go get me guys who know how to play the outfield. Go get me guys who know how to play first base and do it well defensively and are fast. Okay? Because those guys should be cheap. So at the very least, as my team is not scoring any runs, I can at least watch them make good defensive plays instead of watching them make horrible defensive plays, which just makes me angry. Like, I already know my team is going to lose. Why do I have to also watch them play horrible defense and do it to themselves? Right? Like, just please improve the defense. Improve the defense. You know, like, whatever you do, stop calling up guys that hit home runs and, you know, wait for their pitch and really attack the zone. Oh, my God. Gabe Kapler, stop saying that. Stop saying that. I don't care if you think it's true. I hate it. Stop saying, like, I really liked how he attacked the zone and he, he, he attacked his pitches. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You know what? He popped up. He popped up to the third baseman, Gabe. He popped up to the third baseman. That's what happened. Jesus, he attacked the ball. He went for his pitches. You guys <laughs> scored zero runs, Gabe. Ugh. So a little less of that rhetoric, too, would be all right. Uh <laughs> Wow, I really had got some anger. Got some anger. Yeah. Are you feeling better now? A little bit. A little bit, but I also feel like a second one coming on. I guess it's like, <laughs> oh. I feel like you know it's like sometimes you burp and then you're like, I'm oh I feel a bigger one coming on. Yeah, a little a little pent up now. I feel like yeah. another rant coming on. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe we should move on or something. You got a fact? What, what did Krupo what did Kruko do? Well, I you know, I I got one more, and it's actually the most well known fact of this, okay? Is that uh, Dwayne Kuiper holds the major league record for most at bats, career at bats. While only hitting one career home run, that's correct. One right? more than I. And the, and the interesting thing though is that Mike Kruko hit four career home runs. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> so Mike Kruko just got like a little flex, you know, on Dwayne yeah. Kuiper. Every so now Mike Kruko's a better hitter than Dwayne Kuiper. Four times is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want power. more Dwayne Kuipers. Yes. That's yes, what I was want. Very, it was an excellent defensive second baseman. Excellent. Yeah. Can we have Can we have an excellent defensive left fielder and second baseman? And a first baseman who knows how to play first base. How about that? Yeah. It, I, I don't even know if you have to go that far as far as the outfield. I think if you got one really good defensive center fielder, that that would uh, solve a lot of problems. Uh, I mean, just today, I think I can't remember, but there was uh, one of our Giants. I can't remember who it was. Hit a shot into left center field. The, whoever was playing center for the Padres was playing in right center field, and he, he ran, ran it, it down. down. And, it, and looked it looked like, like I mean, it I mean, looked like a rocket off the bat, and he ran it down and uh, easily. And we don't got guys like that. We don't got guys that can run balls down in the gaps like that. And no, and we got rid of we get any good defender we had. We got rid of this year. Yeah, well, Duggar and Doobie, yeah. Duggar and Doobie. Oh, man, so arrogant. 
so full of themselves, such and so arrogant. The the moves and non moves that the front office made this year, so full of themselves, so smart, you know, <laughs> so intelligent. Well, you know, I think I think they get one mulligan. Right. And uh, and and with the Giants, they probably get two, to be honest. But uh, I think I think because that's the Giants. The Giants don't fire people out of like, I mean, look at how long they left, you know, the previous regime in there. So it's not like the previous regime won three World Series. The previous regime won three World Series. Farhan Zahidi isn't one crap. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just don't I don't think they're going to even if they have a bad year next year, they're not they're not getting fired. So. I mean, I guess Farhan did win a bunch of National League West Division titles without ever winning the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, so we're getting up on the hour. It's probably a good thing that we're, you know, winding down our rants here. Uh, for next week, because I'm going to prove to you how, how, uh, how done the season is, I'm rolling out. Earlier in the year, we we did a we did a cocktail or I did a cocktail called the Suffering Bastard, okay, and it had I think gin and bourbon as its two uh, spirits, and we actually had a uh, a shout out a couple weeks ago by a listener um, on Twitter. He's Mister Mer Merced, Mister Merced. His name is Mark. Mark uh, b- uh, tweeted out. It says, "A few months ago, I razzed at giant cocktails over these suffering bastards. I mean, gin and bourbon, really? Now I'm serving them up to friends and fam poolside with dinner." And so, you know, he was shouting us out, and I was like, "Okay, well, I said if the Giants continue to lose, you're gonna lo- you're gonna hear-, hear about the dying bastard and the dead bastard because there's a trilogy. This drink is a trilogy." And so, the dying bastard has uh, gin, bourbon, and brandy. The dead bastard has brandy, gin, bourbon, and rum, and it's so at this point you're almost getting to be like a Long Island, you know, iced tea. But then you got some lime juice and some aromatic bitters and ginger beer to kind of top it all off. Yeah, yeah. So next next week we're rolling out the dead bastard. That's what I'm bringing to to the cocktail because let's face it, the Giants are dead bastards. Our friend was a bastard, and he's dead, but we loved him. You know, we, 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 had, we had so much, so many hopes for the 2022 Giants. We really believed in them. But, you know, they, they caught a fatal disease early on, and we thought they would pull through. We, we thought they would get over it. But little did we know that it was fatal, and they would be dead before the summer was over. So sad. But time really, to move on, really... folks. Say really, really poetic there, Ben. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah. As Billy Joe said, "As my memory rests, but never forget what I lost. Wake me up when September ends." And you know, could, let's wake me up when the World Series ends because we're done. Go Tampa Bay. All right. Well, leave Cleveland, Seattle. Yeah, I, I root for Seattle. A little yeah. West Coast action there. Why not? You yeah, know? Seattle. It's been. It's, I mean, you know, they were our never, trading partner during won. the year. They've never won. They've they've never won. That's true. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's their year. Actually, you know what? Yes, and they are for some reason the Giants. Like we like share the same artery or something. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we have a shared AAA system. You know, we just keep yeah, you know, exactly right. Back. So the the Mariners kind of winning is kind of like the Giants winning. That's right. We you know let's let's just do that. 
All right, Bob, tell our listeners where they can find us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, at Giant Cocktails on Twitter and Instagram. Listeners, if you haven't found us there by by now, go do it. You know, you'll find our recipes for our cocktails. We'll have a little banter on Twitter. Uh, definitely give us a follow. Uh, and come back next week. Come back next please. week to see what we're going to talk about. Yeah, because we don't we know. Have, we have no idea. No idea. Like, you know, now that they're not, I mean... I mean, we might pull out like our old Giants memories. I don't, you know, no, nobody. I mean, maybe we'll review the minor leagues and see who's been doing well or who hasn't been doing well. Yes, Ben's going to get the measurements of of uh, of Von Brown's thighs. Stay tuned for that, folks. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I don't. I don't have to go. On that note. I don't care how you get it. That's your assignment. All right. All right. Until then, man. Cheers, Look for me in the news, folks. (laughs) Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up. Bottoms up.